Business Hour on OFM. I'm speaking to Temba Lamini. He is the CEO of the Performing Arts Center of the Free State, known as PACOFs for short. Now, PACOFs recently concluded an agreement with the Central Media Group, under which OFM falls. And the aim of it is to support the development of the performing arts in the Free State. Mr. Lamini is going to weigh in on this agreement with the Central Media Group, as well as touch on some of his plans for PACOFs for this financial year and certainly for the rest of his tenure. He certainly has done a lot already. Mr. Dlamini, welcome to the OFM Business Hour. It's such a pleasure having you uh, on and being in your company this evening. The core purpose of our sit-down is to find out more about your partnership with the Central Media Group. But I think before we get into it, how is Packoffs doing currently? It's now 101 days that I'm in the position. When I started five months ago or so, I walk into the organization with no preconceived ideas. So I literally walk into the organization with a clear-cut mandate that I want to turn the organization around. Now, the interesting thing is the council or the board of Parkhoffs asked me to share my vision of Parkhoffs, which I did. still there, I think it's on our website. The vision had three areas of focus. One was internal, and then the internal part of my vision was to make sure that I have an effective, efficient organization. Obviously, that means that uh, when we have an allocation from the Department of Sports, Arts, and Culture, that money is spent completely. There's no money that then takes, uh, that is taken back to the national fiscus, because that will be a sign of inability to spend money that you have been awarded. And it will also be a negative because you will not be able to argue for more funding going forward. So the intention was to then first make sure that I understand the dynamics inside the organization, the type of people I have, and also shared my vision with them. Incidentally, or rather it was a uh, coincidence or so, I first met the staff, which was what I wanted to do. First meet my own stakeholders, because those are the people I'm going to work with. So by the time the council wanted to introduce me, they were they thought I had not met the staff. One of them already whispered to the council that, no, we have already met the CEO. He has actually articulated uh, his vision. So the first part was to make sure that Parkhoff's uh, sustained his unqualified audit opinion. And then the thing about unqualified audit opinion, I always say that I don't understand why we celebrate clean audits or an unqualified audit opinion, because the rules are very clear how money or the public purse must be spent. So it's like congratulating a fish in the way it's swimming, when it is meant for swimming. So that's always the example I use. Why should I congratulate somebody for producing a clean audit when in essence they are supposed to make sure that the finances of the institutions are being managed in a prudent way. Now, clean audit or uh, unqualified audit opinion, then I said if we are going to push for that, then I would also want to see the impact of that. So if you look at Parkhoffs and you look at the allocation, more than 70% of the allocation goes to compensation of employees. 
And then you are left with the balance to cater for your production, which is program two. And then if marketing is lucky, they'll get a specific allocation. And I'll talk roughly about the allocation for the current year or the new year. So then the question was, how do I turn things around to make sure that 80% of what I have goes to the core business of Parkhoff's? And the only area that I found that will be an area where I can achieve that is to look at the offerings of Parkhoff's. So Parkhoff's has got one of the best theaters in the Southern Hemisphere. Parkhoff's has got an opportunity to offer external clients, you know, like the Bloom in Concert, which is another client that we are going to enter into a sustainable five years agreement. Those clients, obviously, they will assist Parkhoff's one to generate revenue, okay? But they will also profile Parkhoff's. So you've got a twin benefit. Profile Parkhoff's in terms of what Parkhoff's used to be, because now we are trying to take Parkhoff's on out of the negatives. Because as you will know that uh, it has been in the negatives for quite some time. I always say to people, I'm not going to be preoccupied with who was there before I came. I will look at things as I see them and then fix them as I see fit, okay? But of course, I want to fix those things with partners. So that's on the efficiency part. Then comes to partnership itself. I then said to the council, I would want to see Parkhoff's partnering with one, the performing artist community, first and foremost. But I also want to see Parkhoff's having a relationship with the business community. Also Parkhoff's having a relationship with the civil society and also the Institute of Higher Learning and all other groups that I may have left out. The starting point was to, in the first month or so, I wanted to introduce myself to what they call it the Forum for HODs. But it's good that it didn't happen because uh, I had to first make a stop to the provincial department that I had a direct relationship with, which is the Department of Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation, which we did. We had a conversation with the acting HOD then. Right now you've got a new acting HOD. And then we put a value proposition for partnership. And I'm talking about a partnership that was lost long time ago. This partnership used to exist in 2018. Now we're in 2023. So you can imagine the gap of the relationship that was uh, lost. So with the MOA that we have uh, crafted, it's now sitting with the department. It's almost 99% done. It has to go through the normal layers in terms of the legal advisory aspect to look at the legality of the MOA. By end of this month, that particular agreement will be implemented. So that's a big achievement because I managed to turn certain things around which they could not do some time ago. So that actually gave not only me, but it also gave the staff the courage. Okay, Resuscitate partnership. And then what we did... We also, through the garden project, because I'm very passionate about the garden project, the garden project triggered us having a relationship with OFM, you know, the big group in the media space and other strategic partners. So that helped us when people drive around the precinct of Parkhoff. They are able to see the then and the now 
you know, in their image. The ambience of the entrance is more user-friendly, people feel a bit safer, okay. The scavengers that used to roam that particular area, you hardly see them. And those who take a chance, it made me one or two, and obviously we have communicated with the security to make sure that that area is being addressed. The garden will only flourish when we have the fence, that's a precursor or a prerequisite. So without a fence, we will not do a lot about the garden. And you remember the garden will come all the way up to the main entrance. That's how we are going to go. Once the fence, there has been a glitch in terms of getting the project going with the fence, but I'm hoping two months from now, I should resuscitate a conversation about the fence because without the fence, I won't be able to attract the audience that I need because audience, they want safety and over and above safety, they want to be comfortable that when they walk into an institution, the institution's got all the necessary security measures. So the fence will satisfy that particular condition. But the fence will also create a different ambient so that when you drive in that particular area, you will see a different park You will see a park that is now deliberately attracting attention because everyone will want to know, but what is behind the fence? And obviously, when people come in and say, what is behind the fence, I will tell them, I've got theaters that you can actually take advantage of to do your performance here. I've got also the space that you can rent out if you want to have a conference with your stakeholders. So we have a combination of productions and venue hire. Very soon, we'll also be having an arrangement with a service provider who will then be renting a specific space this particular service provider who will be doing his own workshop in the space that we are going to provide is also able to then say, well, on a pro bono, I will deploy so many men hours in terms of your maintenance program as long as we provide the material. That is getting done. Now I'm talking 101 days. There's nothing magical about it. It's all about building relationship with people. That is quite astonishing for the number of days that you have been in office and obviously looking at what you've been able to achieve in that time space. But I am wondering, what are your intentions in terms of engaging local artists? There's, I think, been concerns from the local artist community or from local performing artists that the Performing Arts Centre is often quite inaccessible to them. How do you plan on on dealing with those concerns? Well... In mid-May or towards the end of May, I will have a dialogue with performing artists. And now in that dialogue, and I'm very clear, the dialogue is not going to be about people coming to whinge. I want people to say that we have a problem, this is the problem, and these are the five critical success factors that you need to put in place in order to address the problem statement. So there will be a conversation. One of the streams will be dedicated to the performing art. The sub-theme about the performing art is to say that what is it that is the performing art a game changer? And if the answer is yes, how has the performing art changed the lives of people? Basically addressing that particular question, looking at the socio-economic perspective of performing arts in the free state. So all the performing arts will come and they will converge, they will have a stream leader, they will be given a topic. I will obviously brief them in advance 
every stream leader, I'll sit down with them, have a conversation, and say exactly what I'm looking for. And what I'm looking for is somebody who will say, okay, fine, we have seen your annual performance plan. We have seen program two, because that's where I want them to zoom in. And then say that, no, 2024, 2025, we want to see all these deliverables to translate into one to two to five. So it will now be a bottom-up approach in terms of our annual performance plan. So when you go to the council, I will then tell them that, no, look, the APP that now is live or is under implementation, come next year, it will be reviewed because it will be a bottom-up approach. So it's not just the performing artists that will come and converge in that dialogue. The uh, Institute of Higher Learning will also come on board to say what role are they playing in terms of promoting performing arts. Media, yourself, will then come on board. You'll have a stream. That basically tells me, backwards, in terms of the perspective of media. This is how we see media promoting performing arts in the free state. So media will come and give us their take. But it will be a deep dive. That's why I was saying to people, you're going to take a deep dive. And then this deep dive is to then say, do a gap analysis based on the APP that are presented. So take a deep dive, but also when you provide solution, it must be evidence-based. So it's not going to, we are not going to have people shooting from the hip, no. So if you start speculating, I will then say, but you're speculating. But if you're saying there's a solution, I will say, show me where it has worked. So that's where benchmarking comes in. The last but one is the... There's a topic, I know people are saying it's a bit too complicated. This sub-theme is called the dialectics of infrastructure and performing arts. We can have a long discussion about what I mean by the dialectics of infrastructure and performing arts. In a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that we have an infrastructure, but the infrastructure must respond to production and vice versa. So if you don't have a correlation between the two, then you have just a facilities manager there who just manages the facility. And then the artist must know when they are performing on a stage, they should be able to know the dimension of the space. So artists are not just going to come and perform. We will also try to educate them about you should know your terrain, you should know the measurement, that should be part and parcel of your grooming. That's the way forward that I'm planning to have. All right, and on to your exciting partnership with the Central Media Group. Tell us more. The OFM partnership is going to serve as a basis for entering with other media partners. And obviously, we are going to avoid duplication. Uh, whoever came first will set the pace. OFM will say, we'll do one, two, three, four, five. So if we go to your competitor, for example, we will then say, okay, fine. As and when we have production. We want you to add a production, have a conversation with the artistic director, if need be, have a conversation with the CEO, for example. So at some stage, I will talk about this particular launch of the annual performance plan and the conversation or dialogue with the performing artists of the free state. Okay. Uh, the other plans, obviously, we are looking with the, the private sector. I mean, just to give you another example, just across... Of course, we have the waterfront. There's a lady, Mural, who actually is the marketing person for waterfront. And we have started talking about how waterfront can assist Parkworth in terms of promoting productions. 
You know, sometimes you go and have a partnership with the mall. And then the mall starts sending uh, this particular production at Parkhoff. So, so far, I think we have uh, secured four or five malls so far. So that's the other part. And then we also looked into the banking sector. We have had engagement with APSA as an example. So APSA will look at when we have SMMEs, performing artists that are in the SMME space, right? APSA has got a facility or a platform to assist the emerging performing artists. So they're using Parkhoffs as a conduit. Now that's for the external you know, stakeholders. The internal stakeholders is also to have a whereby they can deploy their experts to look at financial health. You know, you have a lot of people, one moment they earn their salary, the next thing they don't have anything in their bank balance because, you know, they have committed themselves to other things that obviously somebody needs to coach them in terms of how you manage your own finances. So APSA is coming on board in, in as far as that is concerned. But we also have the lady who actually triggered the garden. We call her Auntie Truella. So Auntie Truella has got her own footprint. Part of the 57 ports that we have on premise, somebody has already committed compost. So it's just a question of getting things ready. So the reason why we are working on the garden is to make it ready for that particular period. And then through Auntie Truella and her partners, right, they will then start planting because she's an expert. She has done landscaping in the free state for quite some time. And by the way, she's the most senior citizen. She's now 80 years of age, but she's got energy to come and assist us. So that's another partner that now we are using. We are tapping into somebody's uh, network and then we do that. The last one is CSIs, your corporate social responsibilities. So we will look at some form of in-kind donation. People can sponsor certain equipment, pro bono. But we also ask people to say that we have set up this platform on our website where you can donate into a particular account. Now, with that donation, you'll be able, it's a public benefit organization. So when you donate towards the garden, it's because it's specifically for the garden, right? And I'll take my, myself as an example. So I have donated my own money to have somebody to come and cut the trees. So that's what I've been doing. So in turn, when I do my tax return, I will get a certificate from this particular organization and I'll have a, a tax rebate. So that is another way of encouraging people to say that, well, you know, people will say, but how do I get this money back? And then the tax benefit approach that does it for my discussion with Temba Dlamini. He's the CEO of the Performing Arts Center of the Free State. It's known as PACOFs for short. We're talking about the recent agreement between PACOFs and the Central Media Group under which OFM falls, which is aimed or targeted at supporting the development of the performing arts in the Free State. Make a turn by the OFM website to read up more on the agreement and also to listen back to my discussion with Temba Dlamini. The Business Hour on OFM.